The Marcus Deegan Show. <laughs> What's the story, guys? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Changing it up a little bit. Yeah, we're not in the studio, but however, I still wanted to bring you that awesome content, interviewing people that can kick the shit out of me. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to start doing a couple of interviews from home just to keep it all going. So thanks once again. Look, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you share, like, subscribe, tell all your mates to come and check out the Marcus Deegan Show. But we also are on all audio platforms, Spotify, podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, um, you, you just name it, we're on every audio platform. Um, man, I tell ya, we're here in Las Vegas, We've got another kick-ass, uh, look, I think the only people tougher than Australians are Russians. Um, because, you know, we, we're, uh, we're, we're kind of, we're brought up tough like that. So I love talking to these guys. Now, I'm going to, um, uh, look, we've got Bellator 274 coming up on February the 19th. He's going to be jumping in there and showing his skills once again. Adam Piccolotti, I want to find out why this partner has been chosen. I want to feel, I want to find out exactly what's going on, the training process. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to the podcast... I believe he's uh, on the other side of the country right now. Georgie Karahanyan. What's up, brother? What's up, my brother? N nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Where are you right now? I am uh, in my hotel room in uh, Mohegan Sun, Connecticut. Uh, I was uh, pretty much we just quarantined in the room, so just, just chilling, just waiting for fight day. Okay, so um, fight day's coming up. They come up pretty quickly. When was the last time you fought before this one, Georgie? Uh, the last one was in San Jose last year, September. I fought uh, uh, Sal Rogers. Right. SAP Center. Yep, Sal Rogers. He's um, the British guy. Um, yeah, well, you know what? Things, things don't always go our way. Um, do, do you get really excited to get back in the octagon again when you've had this much time off? Do you get really excited for it? Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm a fighter that likes to stay busy. Uh, if I could... If I have a chance to fight 12 times a year, I'll do it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I had a full camp, uh, and I'm excited to go whoop some ass on Saturday. Where is um, where is the fight actually being held? At the Mohegan Sun Casino right here at the same place. Okay. Now, was, how much, now why, why was this guy picked? What, what fancied you about this guy? What, what, what attracted you to wanting him, wanting to fight this man? Because um, I was checking out a couple of his fights today, and, um, you know, he's a real worthy opponent. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great opponent. Uh, we were supposed to fight previously mm -hmm. uh, two times. It, it never happened. He, he got injured. So, uh, uh, with Bellator, you know, just uh, – I never said no to any fight. So if, if you go to my shirt, you, you can see all the guys I fought. I mean, I never said no to no one. So uh, I took the Sal Rogers fight, you know, to step in for actually Adam. Adam, right. Adam got it again, uh, you know, but I'm glad he made it. <laughs> I'm glad he made it. But, uh, you know, so just, you know, they offered me his name and I said, yes, I, I don't second thing. I don't, I don't tell the promoter to give me easy matchups. I just, I just go like, all right, send it to uh Send it to Jason, and then send in the contract. Let's sign this. So Jason House is obviously the um, you know one of the greatest um, ma uh, sports managers in in the business. How long have you guys been together, and, and how did you meet up with Jason? Man, I know Jason for a very very long time. Uh, I thought he was managing a. a he was oh we're drinking same waters, brother. Yeah, this this is. I was saying the Russians are drinking. <laughs> 
This is not a paid promotion for a Sentia water, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, they should sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I met Jason going back to that story. Um, back when I fought actually Bao Koch, uh, Jason was managing him and he was also training at our gym, a Malay MMA in Rancho Kamanga. And, uh, you know, that's how we got to know each other. And, uh, you know, and then after that, man, he just, uh, he, he took off the Iradium sports management, took off. He has so many, so many fighters under his roster, so many great champions. And, uh, you know, when uh, it was time for me to look for a new way, you know, I, I reached out to him and I said, hey, uh, I would like to work with you guys. And, you know, we just met up, we talked and everything went great. And I, I've been very happy since then. Now, how long have you guys been together now for, Georgie? With Iridium. We have been together for uh, working with each other two years, three years, two, two, three years. And what is it that you love about Jason House and his and the way that he runs his company? From what I've seen, and I and I mention this to all of his fighters because they mention it to me. He's very family orientated. The way that he runs it, he's very very close to his fighters, and I really really respect and love that. Would you agree with that? I hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. Uh, He's a family person. He, uh, you know, always checks up. And uh, he is, uh, you know, man, he's, he's also a great manager. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and just, uh, he's actually really good. Uh, he works really hard. Uh, yep. And, you know, that's, that's what happens when you work really hard and you have motivation. He's, and he's always willing to get better or get more talent, reached out, go somewhere. It's, he has a really good crew with him, Jacob, Jeremy, Ed, all those guys are, are great. And I think yeah. they're just going to keep climbing up. Yeah, that's it. Actually, killing killing it in the industry, which I love. Um, so let me just ask you a little bit of something more about the personal life. So you were born, were you, just explain it to me, were you born in Russia and then came over here with your parents or were you born here in America through Russian-born parents? No, I, I was born in Russia. I was born in Moscow. Yep. I was born there, raised there. Pretty much my whole uh, childhood was there. And... Uh, then we moved out here you know i came with my parents over here yeah and just just yeah just from age 11 i've been living here so was was mixed martial arts or sports did that happen when you came to america or were you into any kind of sports when you lived back in russia yeah yeah i was i mean in russia i started karate which i fucking hated yeah i hated it as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, man, it just, it was, it was bad, bro. It was just, I mean, the teacher was so strict. I remember one time I even, I shared my pants. I was, I was so scared because we had to do the kata and then he yelled at me and I was just sharted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, went, I, I went home early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I did also, I played soccer there. Soccer was my thing. You know, I, I played soccer for quite a long time and then um, got into uh, MMA, you know, going to me but but soccer was like one of my things i still watch and follow yeah oh you still you still is it, that's what i was gonna say um you still follow the football league the, yes. the the premier league who's your team uh my team was barca but ever since messi left man it just now the team looks horrible yeah it's it, it's, it's very it's gonna take a while to build it but uh right now i'm just following psg that's a good team i just watched their match yesterday with madrid they look great so when it comes down to the two greatest players of all time, would you say who's the best out of Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo? 
I used to think it was Messi, but I'm I'm leaning towards Cristiano. Really? What? Another one. Uh, yeah, there's another one coming. Mbappe. I don't know if you know if you mm. the number seven from PSG. Ooh. I mean, this kid is uh, even Messi saying he's the best soccer player. So that kid is really good. Is some is that something that you would do for fun over here, or are you just like completely consumed with fighting? Is that all you do, Georgie? Oh, fighting is all I do, exactly. Yeah. Fighting and teaching. I, I have my own school in Riverside. That's all I do. But if I had an offer to go uh, maybe coach Manchester United, oh, but why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now, where else in the world have you traveled? Where have you trained? I traveled many countries. I mean, with, with soccer, I traveled a lot. I traveled to Germany. I traveled to France. Uh uh, I traveled to England, played against English teams, uh, but I travel a lot, man. I've been to many countries. Yeah. Now, with mixed martial arts, where where have you primarily fought? Just here in the United States or any other overseas countries? I fought in Dream. I fought in Japan. I oh, right, there. right. Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. is that? How different is that? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I want to go there, man, really badly. I definitely want to go to Japan. You I would should. love to go. You should go watch the Ryzen. I think Ryzen is throwing shows maybe at the Saitama, but Japan was nice, man. Uh, it was awesome. The sushi tasted so much better than here. I mean, it's it was a great experience overall. So you've never been to Australia, I'm assuming? No, Australia, nah. Yeah, yeah. But I've been to New Zealand. Yeah, God, well, you, it's very, very close. New Zealand is God, God's country as well, man. It's a very, very beautiful place. I'll go, yeah. I'll, I'll go to Australia. Yeah, well, I've been to Russia before. I went to uh, St. Petersburg, and I had some beautiful borscht soup, Russian borscht. Do you miss the borscht, Georgie? Does your mother make really good borscht? (laughs) My mom does make it. She does make it, but I do the borscht. It's it's very good. Yeah. Did you have it with vodka or no? Or just just Of (laughs) course. Of course. That's how you have to have it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so apart from that, um, what about? Uh, do you follow any other? Like, do you follow the boxing? Do you follow the the bare knuckle boxing? Um, this weekend coming up, we've got uh, Let Me Bang Bro Julian coming up with uh, former UFC contender Mike Perry. Um, is that? Do you do you follow those kind of sports? And do you do you get uh, entertained by them, Georgie? Yeah, yeah, I follow uh, bare knuckle. Uh, I don't know if, if I'll do it. It's uh, it's crazy, man. It's I mean I know they only take like this much, right? The knuckles are open, but yeah, I mean I'm gonna. I know Chad Mendes is uh is making bank. I I heard they paid him pretty good money, and he, yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah, and I think he's finding some kid from uh, Goats Academy, from Miami. Right. I yeah, yeah, but I don't know the kid's name. So I mean he should look good. I mean he had fast hands in MMA and he had a power. So yeah. I, I seen I seen him do mitts. He looks pretty good on the mitts. Yeah, I saw some footage of him the other day hitting the mitts, and he looked really strong and real powerful. Which, which Chad's always been—he's been out for a little while now. It must be a couple of years since he got popped, and and they, and they uh, they suspended him, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, maybe I think five, six, seven years, more, maybe more. Right. But, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's so. After he popped, he never fought, huh? He never came back fight. No. No. Not at all. Yeah. So, um, so what's the process now, buddy? Between now and and. And fight night. What's the uh, what's the process as far as the training? Um, how much of your diet changes? Like these last building up to it. What's the final process? People really like to know the insides. Like obviously your 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 training slows down a little bit. Um, yeah. Obviously you have got to cut your weight. Um, but what's that process of those last few days? 
just last few days, just train, stay sharp. Uh, uh, just early on, I just trained uh, with my coach. We did mitts. And then I, I pretty much have the heart rate monitor. So I won't go, like, I won't redline too much. I'll just stay, like, in the orange zone and just cruise there. Yeah. But uh, that's about it. Just sweat. Um, as far as diet, I mean, I'm, I've been a carnivore for about two years. So my di- diet just doesn't change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's just my coach is getting tired of eating meat. So I brought a bunch yeah. of meat with me. I mean, I literally turned the whole uh, bathroom into a kitchen. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the workers here get pissed off because the whole floor smells like steak. <laughs> <laughs> the good old touring days. I remember them well. Yeah. But even my room right now stinks like steak and butter. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's about it. I mean, I'm right now after today's workout, I was like 167. I ate. I went back up to 172. So I'm doing good. I mean, I think it's gonna be easy weight cut ever since moving to 55. It's been easier. So just right now, just chill, not go too crazy, stay sharp. Yeah. And then when fight day comes, you know, an hour before go crazy. Do you, um, what about the visualization process? Do you kind of pick the shots in your head? Do you kind of see how you're going to come out and how you're going to start? Um, do you kind of picture that in your brain already? Or is that just something that happens organically when you're in there face to face? No, I, I mean, obviously I have my visualizations and I know my opponent has his own visualization. Visualization is a big part of this game. I, I think not just this game, but anything in life you do. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't think about it, you don't attract it, you don't put energy into it, it's, it's not going to, it's not just, you're not going to just sit there and it's going to show up, you know, you're going to put it work in. So I think the work in happened during the camp and the visualization, it, it was uh, almost every night or during the day. And right now, uh, don't want to visualize too much because my heart rate might get up to 170 <laughs> yep. and I will sleep. And and that's another thing I'm really big on the recovery. So uh, my HRV scores uh, for people that don't know what HRV is, is the heart rate variability. Um, it's very important, you know, because I track my sleep with all that stuff. So I right now I just I visualize little things, but right now I'm just enjoying everything right now. Like I'm in the present moment. I'm just doing what I got to do every day. See, what you said there is really key. You said that you don't want to visualize too much because you don't want to get your heart rate up. And what people don't understand is there's a difference between thinking about something and visualizing something. Visualizing something, you should actually get a physical feeling from it, whether it be butterflies in your stomach, your palms get sweaty, your mouth gets dry, or as you mentioned, your heart rate starts going up. That's the difference, guys. That's the difference between just thinking about something and wanting it to happen. Visualizing is believing what you are actually producing in your brain and 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 that's the key to it so I'm, I'm i'm really really glad that you brought that point up soon as you finish and you win this and uh, which has got to be which has got to be exciting for you because you know this is third time lucky right let's hope he doesn't get injured between now and the fight please god don't let him get injured because you know who's going to step in we have one more test to take so and that's another thing with all this COVID stuff we test so much and then that's a that's when the COVID kicked in. That's another switch I had to make in my brain. Like, hey, sometimes this fight now might go through because you might get fucking popped for COVID. And it's yeah. just, you can't be too crazy. So it's just like, we have one more test after weigh-ins. Yep. And then we get notified, I think, eight hours or 10 hours. That's a, like a rapid, fast taste. But yeah, that's another thing. Like, it's just like this, you know. But this yeah. is how the fight game is. It goes up and down, up and down.
Yep, and you know what? The more that I do these interviews and speak to these athletes, the more I actually realize that this is the game of the highest highs and the absolute lowest lows. I don't think the normal fan um, or spectator really can understand what it feels like for an athlete to lose a fight. I was watching something the other day, and it's like it's like your brother died, or you feel this like in-depth pain that no one really understands. Is that just because you're a fighter, or is it because this sport is so different to most sports in the world, and when you lose just one-on-one, -on -one, it's got to really sting, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound bad, but uh, this sport doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. This sport yeah. is uh, is a very, very cold sport. Uh, like you say, you go through a lot of ups and downs, ups and downs, and if you think you're going to get knocked the fuck out and someone is going to come and reach out, give you a hand, this is the wrong sport. Like you gotta, you gotta pick yourself up and you just fucking go and you can't fucking stop. Where, where does that come from, Georgie? How do, how do you get that as a man? Is that, is that something that you're born with? Like you born with that? It's, it comes through a lot of experience. I mean, lots of ups and downs. You, uh, as a, you, I mean, going through tough times, I think for human beings, it's a good thing. Going through struggling, I think it's 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 a really good thing because uh, uh, that's what makes you a real man. That's what makes you going through all this bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you've had you've had a veteran amount of fights. Like I think it's like forty five fights. You've had well over thirty one wins. So experience is, is is the key, right? That's why you can you can say, hey, this this sport doesn't give a fuck about you, but. You don't really give a fuck either because you're used to it, right? You 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 understand that's how the game is, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, it just being young, le learning, uh, showing up to certain fight weeks, being a different fighter, and I think at first you're trying to be this, trying to be that, and then it, it just fighting makes you who you are, you know. So, and then it just molds you to the person you're supposed to be. So I think that's what it did. Going through so many experiences, I just, I just like. When I come to the fight weeks and like if I'm passing by my opponent and I see them like, because I could read energy, like I'm not fucking stupid. And they're trying to play this, uh, the mind, like a little staring contest game. It's just like, I laugh because it's just like. You're like, like nah, I see through you. You're here for staring contest, but I'm here to fucking kill you. Like, yeah. that's the mentality that I have that I, I think they just, they just look at me like, oh, he's a vet, 36 year old. No, I'm. I'm putting seven more years ahead of me that I'm going to fucking just violently just whoever's in front of just destroy them. Um, and that's, you're going to continue doing that for another seven years, you said? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> I was talking to Yoel Romero and I was like, man, I want to pass your age. He's like 44. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what, man? People are looking younger these days. Like you wouldn't think that I'm 52, right? I'm 52. No, brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you look, you look in good shape. Oh, yeah, good. Botox. <laughs> uh, so listen, man, you know, some people that really look up to you guys, um, you know, they like to hear a bit of advice every now and then. If you could say something positive to the people that are listening that are maybe feeling like shit, it's COVID, fucking they're stuck in the hell or whatever, what could you say to someone to maybe uplift their spirits a little bit? And I mean, during this time, just stay positive. I mean, work out. Um, work out like you should have a schedule like have a schedule work out and stay healthy stay yeah. as he healthy as, as much as you can because I mean uh, I don't want to touch up towards the subject but fucking doctors don't give a fuck about you 
all these doctors are trying to prescribe you all this shit so you can keep going back. And I mean, just let's stay healthy, stay strong, change your diet, um, stay away from sugar <laughs> and stay healthy, you know? Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, and that's that's the key thing, guys. You got to stay. It all starts and ends with your health. If you don't feel good, if you if you're not healthy, you're not going to feel good. Point blank. Um, Bellator two seven four coming up. Um, Georgie insane Karahanyan, and I'm glad that I pronounced that right because us Australians we <laughs> fuck these names up. Brother, I want to thank you very. Much. I want to thank you very much for popping on and having a bit of a chat. I really do appreciate it, and that uh, you know I'm I'm so glad that you hooked up with Iridium because they're a great bunch of guys. I love all those guys, and I uh, hope that we can do this again in the future, my man. No, absolutely, my brother. Thank you for having me, and have a great day, man. Have a great night, actually. You yeah. <laughs> go cook a steak, brother, and I'll talk to you soon. Good luck for the weekend. All right, see you, brother. See you, my brother. Bye, brother. And there we go. Another great interview here today. Um, you know, we're going to be doing a lot more of these. So, you know, make sure you keep giving us a follow, guys. We had a little bit of time off, um, but we're going to keep the content coming. Uh, make sure you give us a listen on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and primarily on YouTube. Today's episode was brought to you by Title Sport, titlesport.com, and of course, Proper 12 Irish Whiskey. This is Marcus Deegan for the Marcus Deegan Podcast. See you next time. The Marcus Deegan Show! <laughs>